So Mark J. FDR again, and once again, we've watched one of your Twitter videos. We've watched your social media where you've ran your mouths. You've sat on your farm, knee deep in chicken shit, running your mouths about how we're scared. And yet, we are the only ones out here doing something about it. So we, we went out and we've done some business stuff for you. And it's, we, got some, we got some breaking news, and it's not about how to brush your teeth. It's not about the danger of gingivitis. It is something far more important than that. Yeah, listen, 22 years. I understand you've been a team for 22 years. Congratulations. We've been a team for eight years, the better part of a decade. And we've accomplished a hell of a lot more in eight years than you have in 22 years. So what does that tell you about you guys, huh? What does that, that, that defines your whole career. You could never ma measure up to the guys who are on top. You could me never measure up to the guys who've been in the uh, main events, who, who've carried tag team wrestling on their backs. And Jay, you want to say I'm manufactured, huh? I'm manufactured from the Performance Center? Brother, don't you ever question my don't ever question my love for, for, for professional wrestling, okay? There's nothing besides God, my wife, and my daughter that I love more than professional wrestling. So right now, what I'm gonna do to you is I'm gonna break some news to you, okay? I'm gonna make your life, I'm gonna make your career, and you are welcome. FTR has made more stars than you could ever think of, and we're gonna make one more, and they're called the Briscoe Brothers. We're gonna introduce you to a national audience. Congratulations, and you're welcome. Dallas. 4-1-22. Finally, FTR versus the Briscoes. The top guys versus them boys for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships, the only tag team championships that have eluded our career and our legacy. If you want to fight, you got to fight. Dallas, you're going to get it. Top guys, The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. And now for something completely different. Hey, I was, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm in three Halls of Fame. For the young fans, it, they don't give a damn. They just give a damn about themselves and what they're hearing now. And I got no problem with those rules. I know the rules going in. I'm happy to play the game that way. And when Ivan came off with that uh, knee drop from the top rope and he pinned me, I thought that something happened. I couldn't hear a thing. You could have heard the pin drop in that arena. It touched me so deeply that when I went in the dressing room, I really felt depressed. I'll tell you that, I'll tell you right to his face. If Hogan and I, if he wanted to get in a real street fight with me, trust me, he would lose, and he knew it. You know, that's the other thing. They give you the belt, and they're like, okay, you're in charge of me. I was like, what? When you mentioned a guy like Harley Race, that kind of legendary status, it's obvious why people would get upset. Or as I'm concerned, Roddy Piper was not a wrestler. He wasn't even a good worker. If he had to go out and work his way to the top and not have good friends like Jim Barnett. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good guy. He's just not a tough guy. Bro, I swear to you, I don't have an ego. Like, I don't give a crap. I, that stuff is not important to me. People don't know me. They have no idea of who I am. They know of me as being a fictional character that they saw on TV. People didn't understand that, you know, the guy they saw in the ring that happened to be using his real name, that happened to actually be the president of the company, they really believed that that guy that they loved to hate was actually a pretty decent guy. And I think many people have the perception that I really was that character.
Hello and welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. I'm your host, JP John Paz. With me today are two very special guests, former AEW Tag Team Champions, three-time WWE Tag Team Champions, two-time NXT Tag Team Champions, AAA Tag Team Champions, top guys, living legends, the greatest team on God's green earth, FTR, Dax, and Cash. Welcome to the two-man power trip. How you guys doing? Not too bad. You also forgot the first ever number one ranked tag team in PW history. Like match of the year 2016, tag team of the year 2016. Uh, but hey, I'll let all that slide. Who's counting, you know? First, though, I got to mention this to Dax because it was the 25th anniversary last week of Brett versus Austin at WrestleMania 13. You versus CM Punk was probably my favorite match of the year, old school style. Maybe the two biggest Bret Hart fans, besides me, the two biggest Bret Hart fans going. What was that like with that match? Because man, that was a that was old school, good wrestling. Loved it, every every bit of it. Yeah. Uh, so it just it was a coincidence that you know um, that match fell on the 25th anniversary in Austin, Texas. Um, you know, there's a lot of the magic that I don't like to give away in wrestling. I, I feel that. Um, Sometimes a lot of wrestlers are still a little too loose lip about it uh, because it makes it seem like it's too easy. Um, but that match is very, very special to me uh, for a lot of reasons uh, behind the scenes. Um, I, I'm so proud of that match and what we accomplished and what we were able to accomplish um, in contrast to wrestling today, to a lot of wrestling matches today. Um, you know, there were zero dives. We went to the floor once and my thought was we're going to go to the floor and when we do go to the floor, it's going to change the tide of the match and make it mean something. Um, you know, and it, a lot of fans and, and wrestlers, too, I'm not just talking about blaming the fans here, but they all talk about storytelling and they call wrestling an art. And it's because those two are buzzwords. Um, to me, it's not buzzwords. Uh, that match, again, patting myself on the back, that match was the um, perfect, I don't want to say perfect because that's, too egotistical but that match was storytelling that was exactly what storytelling was supposed to be without just being a buzzword but i appreciate the sentiment and i appreciate you saying that and cash you're right there you were at ringside didn't interfere of course because you know you got to keep it straight up but uh yeah. what do you think great match like I, I i told him and i told everybody that'll listen basically like it's it's a match that i think that people that are in wrestling that say they want to be good and they want to be great and they don't want to just be play wrestlers and i don't think enough people understand what that means but a lot of people nowadays play wrestler and that match was one where neither one of those guys had to play wrestler they were they felt everything they were doing they believed in everything they were doing they put emotion into it they weren't just going through the motions they weren't just going from a to b to c because it's what they had discussed as much as I don't like going into some of the things like Dak said, right. but to just feel it and to just go out there and to have a match where you came off the top twice. One was a superplex and, and the, the diving headbutt, one miss, one connection. But the, the superplex, they built to it and they teased this and teased that and it was back and forth and it meant something. And like you said, when they went to the floor, it changed the tide of the match. It meant something. And everything meant something there was nothing they did just so they could say oh i got this move that i really need to get in and you see that so often now and i could go on and on and on and i probably will go on a little bit longer but you see so many people that they just they're given this much amount of time and they get this much in and it 
it makes the match bad because of them because there's no emotion behind anything there's no feeling behind anything it's just trying to speed through what you have to get everything in so you can show off your tricks and that's not what it that's not what it comes down to so i think that's a match that should be studied it's a match that aspiring wrestlers and wrestlers that have been doing this for a long time should watch to better themselves because i know that i've watched it a couple times now more than I'd like to admit. And every time I see something that I'm like, man, how, how do they do it that good? I wish I, I want to do that. Why, why couldn't I think of this? So yeah, it's something that no matter what skill level you are, even if you're not even in the business, if you're just a fan and you appreciate the art of wrestling, because that's what art of wrestling is, not my, my gymnastics routine is art. So that's what it should be. And that's what should be studied. So just like that 25 year, class that we just celebrated i think hopefully this match should be living on up there in 25 years and to put a bow on it i appreciate all the the kind words that my best friend said about me but uh to put a bow on it uh that night uh, and and i'm very we're a big stickler for this we made the people feel they didn't feel for our moves they didn't they they didn't have an emotional attachment to our move attachment to the two wrestlers that were trying to win a match that's all and that's what wrestling should be Let's focus in on upcoming match against the Briscoe Brothers, of course, ROH, Ring of Honor. They're going to have their Super Card of Honor Friday, and it's going to be uh, uh, April 1st, really. It's going to be a huge, huge show. Dax, I guess we'll start with you. Briscoe Brothers, man, I've been following their career since 2002. I mean, I've known these guys 20 years. They're one of the best tag teams in the world since that you know, inception, really, 20 years ago. What are your thoughts with this dream match? I know people throw that around, dream match and whatever. I mean, essentially, it's a dream match for the fans. Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know... Uh, Humility, again, aside, um, it is. You have the opportunity to see two tag teams who are two of the greatest tag teams, definitely of the generation, but arguably two of the greatest tag teams of all time. And you have the opportunity one time to see it for the first time, and that's in Dallas. Um, so that should be celebrated. That should be something they should be looking forward to. I know I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, those guys have a lot of parallels and a lot of, similarity to, a lot of similarities to me and Cash, um, but also there are differences as well. Um, you know, we have the same mindset when it comes to matches. We have the same uh, same thought process. Um, but, you know, they're from uh, Delaware and we're from Carolina. We're Carolina boys and we think we're a little tougher than they are and they think we're uh, they're tougher than we are. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to who thinks who was the best. And I think that, you know, on a shoot, they think they're better than us. Um, we've met them, you know, one time before and it was, you know, different pleasantries. But I think they really think they're better at tag team wrestling than we are um and that kind of gets me a little bit that takes it from business to personal back to business maybe uh because you know i pride myself we both do on being the greatest tag team and working harder than every everybody else to prove that we are the best uh so ring of honor uh on april the first supercar of honor we got a lot to prove um and winning those ring of honor world tag team championships will cement our legacy i think yeah um when i was just uh, an aspiring little cash trying to break into the wrestling business not even you know having ever stepped foot inside of wrestling ring at this point the first ring of honor dvd i ever bought had jay briscoe in a singles match and mark wasn't even at this time like booked and to be wrestling there he was too young um so i've literally been watching them since before i broke into wrestling and then 2014, Dax and I got paired together in NXT after 
pushing forward as much as we could and planning on it for years while I was not even in NXT or signed to a contract. We would just touch base and see how things were going and say, like, eventually this is what we want. And then it happened. You know, we made that work. And ever since then, we've just been trying to outwork every other team that we have heard about, that we've been employed with, that is anywhere in the world. We want to step foot in the ring with them. We want to prove ourselves because, like he, he was saying in a different interview, we, we had a very competitive relationship with American Alpha, but it was a good competitive competition because it brought out the best of each team because we wanted to outwork the other team. And we bring that mentality to every match with anybody. So if they can't step up and match that mentality, they're going to get eaten alive because we, we're not going to back down for anybody. We don't take our foot off the gas for anybody. If we go out there and we, we try to break you down mentally before you ever break down physically because you can't keep up with us. And the that's Briscoe shoot, brothers, that's, that's, that's 100% legitimate. We want you to break down mentally, not knowing if you can even take another step before you even have to worry about taking another step. But when it comes to the Briscoe brothers, I've legitimately watched them since before I stepped foot in a wrestling ring. And now Dax and I, we, we have taken over tag team wrestling and we, we had done things that no other team has ever accomplished. And we've wrestled teams across the board from rock and roll express to top flight the guys that every era, every, every team that's ever been considered something that's still possible for us to step foot in the ring with, we want to. And the top of that list for us right now is the Briscoe brothers. And it's something we've pushed for, for a long time. And we didn't think was going to be able to happen in the foreseeable future. And it's, it's happening, you know, Friday, April 1st in Dallas, super card of honor. And it's for the ring of honor tag team titles, some titles that Dax and I, have always wanted to hold, and that's going to be the first team ever to hold the the titles that we've held for the largest companies, and that's something that means just as much to us. It'd be amazing to put on the resume too, right? Yeah, Ring of Honor tag champs as well. You know, it's funny you guys are talking about like you want to be the best tag team ever. You're, you're up there right now, obviously. Probably An unmatched resume. Think about this. I was talking to Arn, my buddy Arn Anderson. I asked him. I said, "What do you think Ooh. of FTR?" And he said. They're like me and Tully, but they're actually better. I was shocked that he said that just because I love Arn and Tully. Don't but tell Dax, the fans that because they'll, oh, they'll, 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 believe yeah, they'll the kill best. you. But he did. He said, he goes, they're better than us. But Dax, why do you think Arn would, would say that? What, like, what do you think Arn's come from? Maybe Arn's making a play for uh, your manager, maybe. I, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Arn has no reason to, to <laughs> want to manage us or put us over. I mean, Arn, Arn was telling us that when we were not on – TV for WWE and only doing live events and having live event matches. And we would come back and Arn was producing main events for pay-per-views and would still tell us things like that because he's just the best you could think of. He's, he's the enforcer on Anderson. There's no reason for him to, to have to blow smoke for anybody. Um, but I think he says that because he sees our work ethic and also our longevity, you know, um, eight years is a long time for in, in professional wrestling. Him and Tully were only a tag team for a, you know a handful of years, maybe two. Um, and so I think that he sees that. And if him and Tully maybe were together for eight to eight years to a decade, maybe there would be you know a closer comparison. And there, and, and, you know, the comparison is close. 
But um, I think the reason that he thinks we're the greatest is, is because of our longevity, um, the resume of matches we have, the resume of championships we've had, the resume of talent we've worked with. Like Cash was saying earlier, we're the only team to work with the New Day, uh, um, uh, Usos, Hardy Boys, DIY, American Alpha, Young Bucks, SCU, Proud and Powerful, um, and Rock and Roll Express. All Hardy Boys. So this Friday night, the Briscoe Brothers. There's no other team that can say they worked with and they wrestled the caliber of tag teams that we have, and we beat them all. You know, we beat them all, and we've held championships in every single company. So, uh, you know, it kind of fires me up a little bit that, you know, the Briscoes, again, think they're better than us. And, you know, I think they. I think it upsets them maybe um, that they're, they've been eclipsed, eclipsed. Dan was saying, or excuse me, Cash was saying he'd watched them his whole, you know, when he was younger before he got in wrestling. And they were at one time considered the greatest tag team. Now we've eclipsed them. And if Arn Anderson, possibly the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, says FTR is the best, uh, I don't know how you can argue with him. Not arguing with him. Cash, though, obviously Tully's out of the picture. Orange buddies, horseman member, former tag partner, talking about them being one of the greatest tag teams ever. You guys fired him. What's the, what was the reason there? Why, why is Tully gone? Why is my buddy Tully gone from, from the team? It's, it's like I said to, to Tony Schiavone, like you, if you lose focus, you lose your job at this point. You know, like we need, we need something that's going to make sure that we are at the top. And since we've lost the AEW World Tag Team titles, like, you know, that's the top and we're not there right now. So when Tolly came in, he was laser focused and he was, he gave us this edge and he gave us these ideas and he had this knowledge that was untapped and it got us over the hump. You know, we won the AEW tag team titles, thanks to Tolly. But I feel like when we didn't immediately get that rematch and we weren't champions for over a year, like he, he goes where the gold is. And I don't think that's, you know, Dax and I, we're family. We say, you know, he's my brother. He, we don't have to be related to be family, you know. Um, and so if you're not part of the family, if you're not looking out for the, the well-being of each other, then it's more about, it's about more than money uh, that, to us. That's something we've always kind of said. Like, it's not about the money. It's about the legacy. It's about the people that you, you meet along the way. And that's, I never would have you know, imagine the friendship that we have now and the things that we've accomplished after all these years. And I'm not going to risk that for anybody, no matter how much I look up to you, no matter how much I respect you. If you, if you put that at risk, there, there's nowhere for you. Yeah. I think ultimately our relationship personally and professionally ran its course with Tolly. Um, that's not to say that uh, he's not a valuable asset. He is a huge asset to professional wrestling. I even wish that younger talent would step up, older talent as well, would step up and ask him questions and pick his brain because we did. We learned so much from him. But uh, I believe, like I just said, uh, our relationship has ran its course. It's time for us to move on. It's time for him to move on as well. Uh, we were stagnant. We were staying, um, we were, you know, we were just, just flatlining. And I never, ever, ever want us to flatline. That's why we left WWE, because we were flatlining and we would have stayed right there. Tag Team Wrestling has flatlined there as well. And we wanted to go up. So, that yeah. Was so, it, I mean, it's no hard feelings, obviously, because if it was, we would have given his own spike pile driver and left him laying. You know, right. we, we, we gave him the easy way out. So that should show you how much we respect Tolly, even, even now that we're not officially working together. Now, obviously, the rumors are swirling that you guys may be looking for another manager. Bret Hart's name, obviously, because synonymous Ooh. with this guy, Bret Hart. Remember, remember him? Yeah. 
the best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. Mm-hmm. Rumors are swirling. His name is out there. Dax, what do you think? Is, is that a possibility? Is that a dream? Is that, or is that just rumors swirling around that Brett could possibly be a manager of FTR? Um, so anything's a possibility. I mean, this is professional wrestling. You know, there, there's nothing out of the question in professional wrestling. I think AEW is the hot ticket right now. Um, uh, we're the hot new shiny toy and we're delivering every single week. I'm very proud of this company. I'm very proud of where I work. Um, but as far as Bret Hart managing us, of course, that would be a dream. Um, I, it, it would be it would be a dream for me just to have him be there, share his knowledge in ring and outside the ring knowledge with us. Um, I don't know if I could hold my emotions back every single night. I might cry every single night if he were there. Um, and, you know, a lot of people a lot of people call me a mark online and that is totally fine, but they don't know how much uh, the man, um, the human being, the character of Bret Hart literally saved my life uh, many, many, many times. Uh, I want to be him. I want to be just like him and I want to touch lives just like he did. And I want to make people feel just like he did. Um, so yes, of course it is rumors. Uh, are there truth to the rumors? I don't know. Maybe uh, you have to wait just like everybody else, I guess. Cash, what do you think? Brett, would that be a, a dream or is that just a, maybe a pipe dream? I mean, anything getting to like to work with Brett would be a dream at this point, just because he's a guy that we've looked up to. He's the guy we were, we admire and have so much respect for. He's like, he's helped, you know, guide our careers without even knowing it to the point that it is probably the basis of this friendship. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, it's how it started. Yeah. So it is. It's how it started. And Brett's just—he's that guy that, like Dak said, he just—he's touched lives. So for us to be able to say that there, there's been so many legends like that we've lost in the past couple of years that I would have loved to have gotten a chance to work with. Like we never got to work with Bobby Eaton, stuff like that. Like I don't want to miss out on those anymore. So if there's a chance that even if it's just for one night or it's just backstage where he's talking to us, giving advice that's cool with me. Like, I don't, I don't know whatever could be possible. I'm not going to, you know, add any fuel to that fire, but even if it's just a one night thing where he's backstage hanging out, just giving advice to people, that would be cool just to get to work with Brett and let him know how much he's influenced us, even though he already knows because we talk about it nonstop. Did he text me before the CM Punk match and tell me he was very excited to watch? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Um, I do know that, Brett's in Dallas uh, this weekend. Not not anything for us. I don't want to start rumors. He's there for appearances. Um, but I would love, and I text him today. That's how I know. We were texting while I was at the gym. And uh, I would love, to, if, if this is the only thing we ever get to do, Cash and I get to do with him, I'd love to just buy him a beer and talk to him. You know, um, that that would be perfect to me and put a bow on my career. Favorite Brett match for me. I was at WrestleMania 10. So Brett Owen, WrestleMania 10 is, is, I don't know, the top to me. It's awesome. King of the Ring 93 should have been five stars. That's a different story, different day versus Mr. Perfect. Doesn't matter. It was five stars. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And WrestleFest 94, Steiners versus Hearts. Those are my Uh, three faves. I've watched all three of those within the last two weeks. And it happened. I mean, I I do it all the time. He is, 
he is the most consistent wrestler. He's the wrestler that I can watch, not even because I'm in love with him, because I can just watch and learn from him every single time I watch his matches over and over again. Um, the Steiners match is freaking incredible. It's a, a clash of styles. It was beautiful. Him and Perfect, uh, I think Perfect had something to prove there. Uh, SummerSlam 91, you know, he was hurt a little bit. Yeah. Brett had something to prove as well because Hogan took his place. Um, and I think I think uh, uh, Kurt wanted to to show, hey, why well, I can still I can still fucking go if you let me. And they put on a hell. That's the one match that and the kid match are yes. the two yep. to watch over and over and over and over again and never get tired of it. Uh, obviously, Owen is a classic. My favorite of all time is Brett versus uh, Sean at WrestleMania 12. A lot of people think it's boring, but that's because they don't have a brain. Um, my <laughs> idea is the physicality, the storytelling. Um, the emotion uh, and 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 the the the, um, the competition the, the the two guys were in a competition with each other and it's so beautiful. Yeah, I just watched uh, Brett and Owen the other night. And I had a tweeted a picture of it, yeah. and then I was watching uh, what else? I've been watching a lot of Brett lately. Big surprise. <laughs> I think I think everybody has because it's been all over social media. Everybody's just been on a huge kick. Um, I was watching uh, King of the Ring 93, actually. That was the other one I watched. I haven't watched WrestleFest recently. I was watching WrestleMania 20 last night because Dax was talking about it with me the other day. So I was like, oh, I'm going to watch. I ended up watching like half the show last night, well into the night. Um, but, yeah, I think Brett Nolan was so good. But I think personal favorite is King of the Ring 93. And uh, Dr. Tom and Brett have an awesome TV match. Just uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I tweeted on about Raw. that. Yep. Go awesome, awesome match. I went and found that match because you tweeted about it. <laughs> That's great. Now with you guys, I'm thinking like Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express. The guys wrestled a hundred times, a million times. They wrestled each other. Great feud. What a rivalry! Feels like you guys versus Young Bucks could be that again, or should be that. They're always considered the second or third greatest tag team. You know, like kind of behind you guys. They're always in the mix, though. Is that something on your mind? Like, because that should be that Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express rivalry. You have hundreds of matches. You guys only wrestle well, that, once. Yeah, that, that's yeah. absolutely been on our mind. And that, that's what we came to AW for. That's what we thought. You know, and we got here and had one match with them, tore the house down, and then we never heard from them again for a year for a year and a half. Um, whenever you're in competition with the bosses, and the bosses understand you're here, but they position themselves right here that gets a little heated backstage. So I thought me and cash both thought we were going to have multiple matches with them and change the world of tag team wrestling. Um, but I think that would put too much of a spotlight on us and maybe take a little bit away from them. So we haven't heard from them since, uh, since November of 2020. I wish somebody could tell me why. Yeah. When you, when you have a guys like Arn and, and edge and Randy Orton and CM Punk and sting and all these guys that tell you you're the best, then your bosses have to, overcompensate just a little bit so they might avoid you for roughly 18 months 19 months and counting um just because they know that we won't make the same mistakes twice and that the fluke won't happen again and if we ever step foot in the ring together again we're gonna expose them like we said earlier like we we want to make people break mentally before they ever break physically and that's going to be increased tenfold when we're in there with them because we have something to prove Hey, PR John, R John, don't tell, uh, don't tell Tony we said this on the podcast. Okay, just let it come out. Let me... <laughs> now, uh, as we you know head towards the finish, we head towards the wind down here. What's next for FTR? What can we expect? I know, obviously, Supercard of Honor, Briscoes, but besides that, what's next for you guys? 
Scarface, the world and everything in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, like, ultimately, we have said ultimately three times during this interview, but you know, at the end of the day, we want to be the greatest of all time to ever do it. Uh, professional wrestling has been, I've said it many times before, I've been good to both of us. And now it's time for us to give back. Um, and I feel like we've done a great job of giving back, but there's more that we want to do and more we want to give. Um, the AEW World Tag Team Championships is the most prestigious tag team championships in all of wrestling. You know, they're bar none. Uh, you know, I'm not just saying that because I work for them, but look at the, the caliber of tag teams from, from the Hardy Boys all the way down to, like Cash said, top flight. I mean, it, you know, and all in the middle, everybody is great. Uh, so wanting to be the tag team champions, um, that's, that's, our, that's our goal. Um, but man, there's so many other things we want to do too. We want, we want to work with the greatest tag teams we've never had a chance to. Like uh, in Beckley, West Virginia, we get to work with uh, the American Wolves and we're going to prove to them that we're way better than they ever were. Um, IWGP World Tag Team Championships, we want those um, to add to our resume because when we have those and when we get the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships on Friday night, uh, there is no discussion. There's no, no more debate. We are the most decorated and greatest tag team of all time. That's our goal. Yeah, we want to as many prestigious titles as we can earn. And we don't want to get the, the bingo hall titles. You know, we don't want the PWG, right. he's nothing like that. We want ring of honor. We want IWGP. We want triple a for as long as we want to hold. We want first ever two time AEW world tag team champions. We want to be draped in gold. Like we, we say it every interview, every tweet, whatever we put out there, it's always that we're living legends that we're chasing our legacy. We're building our legacy. And, I, like that's kind of what I, I've labeled us now as legacy chasers. Like we're out here, like we want to give back to wrestling. Yes. But we're not ready to pass the torch either. So we want to, we want to work with the legends. We want to work with the young up and coming tag teams and help make tag team wrestling better wrestling in general, better, but make no mistake. I'm, I'm only 34. Like we can wrestle as long as we feel like it. It's just how long do we feel like it? Right. But while we're here and while we're active, we're, we're going for everything. Like we're not just here to be placeholders and kind of pass the torch and help elevate everybody else around us. We're also here to elevate ourselves to being the greatest acting that's ever done it where it's not even an argument anymore, but it's just legitimate fact when people can ask like, who do you say? And it's going to be unanimous FTR. And make a shit ton of money while doing it. <laughs> Of course, like we said, versus the Briscoe Brothers, Friday night, 4-1, April 1st, Supercard of Honor. And, of course, you see you guys each and every week on AEW Dynamite and Rampage. But Dax, Cash, the greatest team on God's green earth, top guys, living legends, legacy chaser. Thank you so much for all the time. Really appreciate it, guys. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip where the power lies brother. Back on Saturday Night Dynamite live here on TNT, Tony Schiavone, JR, Excalibur, and our own version of Tony Romo, an expert who knows it before it's going to happen. 
CM Punk. I, d I don't know what that no, means. You I know he's a quarterback, or was. Yeah, but as, as a great analyst on football, he calls the plays before they even happen. Oh, well, so I, you're just like him. Right? I, am, I, am a, I am just like him. You I are, am a great analyst. You, no, you really are. You, you called it before any, anybody great. else got it. Phoenix off his oh. brother's shoulders off the top rope, the drop kick. And that's what Lucha Libre is about. Beautiful offense right there. Beautiful offense. Accurate, dangerous, but so effective. Nobody Ray, does it better. Ray Phoenix taking out both members of FTR okay. as Penta El Cerro heads up to the top rope. And oh, oh, a diving shot. Well, those two low blows. Lucha Brothers cover. Two, no. I believe it's to the perineum, JR. Well, we can discuss the legality of that after the show, but you can't tell me that FTR didn't deserve it. I wouldn't argue that point whatsoever. Lucha Brothers defended these AAA Tag Team Championship one week ago in a tremendous match against El Hijo del Vikingo and Laredo Kid. And here tonight, oh, oh, oh. FTR, a meeting of the minds on the outside. I didn't realize that FTR was so close to Andrade El Hilo, but I know he's been so obsessed with the Lucha Brothers. So I guess they've cooked up some sort of deal here. I'm not so sure. Oh, look at this. Topic on her own a huge plancha by Ray Phoenix. Lucha Brothers back in the back in the saddle. Again, FTR's old friend Andrade El Idolo seems to have set them up for an ass kicking here tonight. The Lucha Brothers just dismantling FTR. Well, I don't know how it came about or why it came about, all those exact reasons, but I'm damn sure enjoying this tag team match. Penta went for the sliding drop kick. Hold it. Whoop. The Triple A Championship belt didn't matter because Penta landed the thrust kick to Cash Wheeler. And oh! Penta sent to the timekeeper's table. It's pandemonium down here. Things are getting chaotic, out of control. Whoa! Ray Phoenix avoids. Comes up the corkscrew kick to the face. Yeah. Dax Harwood rolls up Phoenix. Two. Try. Oh! Got the tights. Well, I'll tell you what, connecting with Ray Phoenix is like trying to pour smoke through a keyhole. Look at this. Ray Phoenix comes back to the roundhouse. Oh, the right hand to the jaw. And Phoenix comes back. No, right on the chin. What a shot right on the chin. And look at this, Tully Blanchard. Look at him run. Look at Tully run. Senior Tully Blanchard is out. And referee Aubrey Edwards. Ejecting Tully from this match. But look at his Dax with the, the Triple A Tag Team title belt. Right in the face. Oh, just pin the man. He's unconscious. For the Brain Buster. The sheer drop Brain Buster. The cover. And we have new champions. New Triple A Tag Team champions have been crowned in Miami, Florida. Oh, and the winners are FTR. And new Triple A Tag Team champions. What a shocking turn of events.